Now, yesterday, you may recall uh, the throne speech, uh, after the throne speech, our housing minister, Ravi Kalon, says that the NDP government will introduce legislation that, in his words, will protect renters from bad faith eviction. Now, he didn't offer many details, but he did say too many landlords are evicting people under the pretense that they're using the space for, for a family member, but they end up bringing in another tenant at a much higher rent. We'll speak to Landlord BC about the changes that they're expecting. That's at 4 o'clock. Plus, the BC government also says it has now dropped proposed changes to the Land Act. Now, you remember, the province uh, was in the midst of public consultations over changes to the Act, which would have allowed the province to create uh, shared decision-making agreements with First Nations over land use. Now, the proposed changes have sparked significant amount of controversy in recent weeks, including allegations by some in industry and opposition uh, parties that they would have allowed a First Nations veto on land use decisions. Now, the government denies those claims, but it has done a significant U-turn. They are dropping that proposed legislation. Keith Baldy will join us at 4.30 to talk about what transpired today in Victoria. But first, let's talk about one one of our other high-profile Um, BC Industries here. I'm talking about our wine industry. Now, the industry has had some challenges over the past couple of years, from COVID shutdowns to the heat dome, uh, 2022 winter freeze that killed 54% of vine crops, not to mention the challenges of multiple wildfires. There have been significant challenges before. Well, last month, Alberta's government, government's uh, liquor wholesaler warned BC wineries it will no longer carry their products in retail stores unless they stop shipping wine directly to consumers. Alberta Gaming, Liquor and Cannabis, which regulates the sale of liquor in the province by controlling wholesale and distribution, sent a letter to wineries in BC. It said the agency had been investigating the practice of consumers in Alberta ordering wine directly from BC wineries instead of buying it in Alberta. It was unclear at the time what the reasoning was behind all of this, but now it's over taxation. We want to talk to the folks over in Alberta in regards to whether or not we can resolve uh, these uh, this situation. Joining me on to discuss the issue is uh, Service Alberta and Red Tape Production Minister Dale Nelly. Minister, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jazz. Lots to talk about here, and I wanted to sort of set the plate a little bit in regards to what's transpired, but I want to just get to the nuts and bolts first and foremost. This is ultimately about taxation and Alberta's desire to uh, be paid some of that tax in regards to BC wine going directly to consumers in Alberta. Absolutely, and thank you for clearing that up. This is not about access to our markets because we have the the most open and free market for alcohol in the country. Um, this, this is about wineries that want to ship into Alberta that are not paying their taxes. And that's just uh, something that is just not tenable. Um, but, you know, what is the backdrop for all of this, Jazz? Mm-hmm. We have Alberta craft brewers and Alberta craft distillers that can't ship into B.C. at all. But we have B.C. wineries that are shipping tax-free. That's just not not a scenario that we can uh, that, that that is tenable for, for for Albertans. So let me. I want to get to the craft breweries for in a moment here, but I just want to clarify though. But these wineries that are selling into British Columbia directly to consumers, uh, correct me correct me if I'm wrong here. They're not breaking any laws uh, because at the end of the day, you still have the power to go after specific wineries if they are breaking laws. But an entire industry shipping directly to consumers through online, they're technically not breaking any laws, are they? Well, they, they are, because the system that we have set up in Alberta is, is one that all alcohol goes through AGLC, and then they distribute it to our network of 1,600 private liquor stores. See, the feds had said a number of years ago that they would allow direct-to-consumer shipping if the provinces could accommodate it. And there's a couple provinces that can, 
many can't, and, and we're, we're one of the ones that, that don't accommodate it. But, but to be clear, though, Jazz, I mean, we, we want to be a good neighbor and we mm-hmm. want to be a good friend. And so we have signaled to the B.C. government that uh, we will put a process in place to accommodate B.C. wineries that will allow them to ship direct to consumer, that will allow us to collect the taxes for it as well. But if we're going to do this, we, we want something in return. Mm-hmm. And, and we need access to B.C. markets because uh, a good friendship is, is about uh, good trade relationships as well. And, and they need to work both ways. Have you been given any reason why you can't sell uh, craft beer in, in British Columbia? <laughs> um, I've, been, I've been given a lot of different reasons. And, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, it's unfortunately there's a, there's a protectionist mindset that exists. And we have to break that down because good, good friends can't be protectionists, especially when they're neighbors. And, and I'm just going to give you an example, Jazz. Um, one of my staff went to uh, the, the bcliquorstores.com website, mm-hmm. and they identified 349 beers that were available for sale in B.C. So 349 domestic beers, 203 of those were from B.C., 139 were national brands available across the country. But only seven of those 349 uh, beers were, were craft beers made outside of, uh, of B.C., and only one of them was from Alberta. So clearly, there's a disconnect in our trade relationship, and, and we're saying, hey, let's address this. We'll address the uh, direct-to-consumer for you, mm-hmm. but you need to address the, this for us. We need our craft brewers and our craft distillers have access to BC markets. So te- technically, even though there's one, one craft brewery, which is quite amazing, from Alberta that can sell in BC, so you're, uh, you can sell in BC even though it's only one craft brewery. Do you know what they're <laughs> doing really well that the other craft brewers in your province <laughs> no, I aren't? Don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't because we, we don't define success as one out of 349 <laughs> beers. Um, but, but you know what? We'll reach out to them and find out how they got through the tasting boards for sure. Mm-hmm. So you really, you fundamentally believe there is a solution here because, you know, all I have to do is go to Alberta, sorry, to the Okanagan in the summer and see many, many license plates and folks visiting our wineries. And we know you're good neighbors, but uh, there seems to be a win-win here at the end of the day. There is a win-win, and that means there is a deal that is available to us. And we've been, we've been very clear. Um, allow our craft brewers, craft distillers, access to, to your, both your private and your public liquor stores, and, uh, and we'll set up a system in exchange that will address direct-to-consumer shipping uh, for BC wineries. In fact, I've, I've even gone on to say on, to our local media that if BC will allow us access to their markets, I will be the first one to sign up for a uh, wine membership from a BC winery. And what if our provincial uh, counter, our, your provincial counterparts here in BC, you, you've been talking to them. I know you can't always speak publicly on everything as these are behind-the-scene discussions, yeah. but have you been given any indication by them or the industry itself? We've had them on our show in the past many a time. Have they given you any clear indication that they're willing to sit down with you and, and, and to hammer out a deal somewhere along the way? I, I have no doubt they are. I, I believe that the, the, I've spoken to, to the minister, and, uh, and, and I believe that uh, he said to us in good faith that they want to have conversations about an open and free market. Our officials have been talking for about two weeks on this issue, and, and so uh, we're just waiting to hear back now um, from, from the B.C. government. And, and uh, we're, we're cautiously optimistic that they're going to support a, a, a free and open market, and, and we can resolve this for everybody. Uh, and have you have they been given you have they given you any indication in regards to uh, how long that would take? Is this something that can be uh, wrapped up in a couple of weeks? Or is this going to take 
uh, regulatory changes and many, many months here before we get to that point where we can actually see wine going to Alberta and uh, craft beer coming to L- uh, BC? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a time frame, but let me, let me just say that I am certainly motivated to address this for both the craft uh, breweries and distilleries in Alberta, as well as the wine uh, manufacturers, uh, the wine producers in BC. I'm prepared to move quickly on this. We're, we're, we're not going to be passing new legislation and writing regulations to accommodate this. We're going to do it quickly. Um, and, and so if there's an appetite from the other side to, to meet us halfway, yeah, we're going to move pretty quick on this issue. Well, make sure uh, when you do come to agreement and hope you do, fingers crossed, and quickly uh, as possible. What I am you know, frustrated by here is we're not talking about trade with China here. We're not talking about trade with the United States or Europe oh, no. or other Asia. Yeah. We're talking about trade with Alberta. Yeah. Why? And, and I just want to talk broad. It's a broad question for you. But why do we in Canada have this challenge? Right? Interprovincial trade is tougher than actually sometimes it feels like than, let's say, a trade agreement with a far-off nation in Asia. Yeah, we've, we've had a, a lot of different administrations from many jurisdictions across the country ask that question. And it's, it's unfortunate that we can set up uh, trade agreements with, as you said, Asia and Europe and, and uh, across North America, but, but yet we struggle interprovincially. It's too bad. Our position is clear. We view BC as a as a neighbor, a friend, and a partner, and we want to have an open and free uh, market with uh, with British Columbia, and and then ultimately let consumers decide what beer they want to drink. We think everybody wins from that approach, and uh, and and I hope that's a direction that we can move towards. Well, when we do come to a deal, and I hope we do, uh, I hopefully you can give us a couple of recommendations and our listeners some recommendations for good craft beer from Alberta. Thank you so much, Minister. I would be more than happy to do that. Thanks for your time.